Don't forget to check out Nerd to Know Bases here on Phoenix 92.5 FM with myself, Daryl O'Connor, and Bryn O'Rourke for everything nerd culture, video games, comics, and so much more. That's Nerd to Know Bases, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. every Saturday here on 92.5 Phoenix FM. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Alright guys, you're listening to Phoenix 92.5 FM. You're listening to Nerds No Basis number 15 if you're listening to us on the podcast over on Nerd to Know Media, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that podcasts are stored, you can check us out. My name is Daryl Connor and I'm joined on the line by my co-host, Mr. Bryn O'Rourke. Bryn, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good, good. Uh, yeah, so we're recording this before Christmas. So <laughs> what we're going to do is, going ahead into the new year, we have some changes coming to the way we do Nerds Know uh, Media and some other sh- and w- with our slot on Phoenix FM as well as it relates to the desk. We're going to keep that under wraps for the time being, but we should be working through those steps relatively quickly, right? Yeah, yeah, we should be getting. We've got should have some really interesting uh, and news coming up soon, off in the in the new year. It's yeah, it's good. Be, it's gonna be the year of the nerd. <laughs> it's gonna, and not the angry video game nerd. No, 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 no. But no, it's pretty cool. Uh, like the nerd to know media feed. I, I try to put as much content on, on as we can. We have a lot of cons coming up next year as well. So uh, there will be more content there as well. So if you guys haven't subscribed, go over and subscribe as soon as you can um, for new content at least once a week. The wrestling show, that's yeah. kind of uh, on the back burner. Uh, some people have asked about that. But hey, yeah. don't worry. We have a replacement for that uh, relatively soon. But Nerd to Know yeah. Media and Nerd to Know Bases is kind of our our main focus now at this point, to be honest with you. We've done the, we've done the wrestling show for about eight, nine years so it's kind of like uh, it's kind there's, of t- there's only so much you can say negatively yeah look okay, uh, about look, a single company look we go like eh, I'm kind look, of saying this thing. yeah look we said it's a, a legacy show so when something big happens we'll jump on we might do the occasional show the occasional interview um, I, I probably will continue to do some DVD reviews or something but as far as a week to week show moaning about how bad WWE is I'm like listen there's loads of shows that do that you know <laughs> I don't really want to do that anymore. Um, uh, well, as, as much as we, you know, week to week, it's just not super fun. But between what we have coming up in 2019 and what we ha- and also with our partnerships um, with Mike Freeland's show, we'll be fine. You know, as far as content, content's going to be continued to deliver to Phoenix FM as well. So just don't worry about that, guys. Uh, we're not going anywhere as such in that regard. And hey, even we have two slots a week. So we might pump out another nerd to know 
if if calls for it. We'll just kind of see how it goes um, when we get into the new year. But tonight, Bryn, we have an interesting show as as much as uh, it's a different kind of format for us. It's a first for us. It's oh, our, yeah. It, like we, the show we've only been doing since the middle of the year, I want to say. Yeah, I'd say about like a, I think, God, when did we pick up around like September, I think? Yeah, maybe? so we have, well, it was before, Com- it was after Comic-Con, so August. That's right, yeah, so August, yeah. Yeah, so we haven't been doing it that long, but, you know, it, I think we've kind of found our format, which is cool, yeah. but. Now with Nerd to Know Media, we're go- this is going to be the first annual Nerd to Know Media Awards. Oh yeah, on our award show. So next year we'll have a fancy graphic and everything. But until yeah. until then, we might, we might we, even we get go. some guests to do some awards for us. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let us know what you think, guys, and we'll, we'll build this out. But uh, we were, were talking about this in, in work today, and it's like, all right, it's gone and during the week. So we have a couple of topics. And obviously, we will. I will touch on a review of a review of Aquaman, and our thoughts on Spider Verse without spoil without spoilers because Bryn hasn't seen either. Boo, Bryn! Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that I have a life. <laughs> I have I have a life too, but it, it comes secondary to movies. <laughs> so uh, sleep comes secondary to movies for you. What did I say in work today? Sleep <laughs> is for the week. You can do so much more when you don't sleep. So I don't know. We, in that, that pill that they invent in, in American Dad, that needs to be a yeah. thing that happens. 2019, make it happen. By the way, speaking of science experiments that seems crazy and out, out of this world, they have actually, there was a piece in the news today that scientists believe that real dinosaurs might mm. be a thing in at least five years. The excitement that came through Dara was palpable. <laughs> we, we, were, we were sitting in the, in the canteen today and I'm like, oh my God, guys, this is unreal. And then you're like, did they not watch Jurassic Park? And, the movie? <laughs> and yeah, it, it's like... They were so busy thinking about what they could that they didn't consider whether they should. Like the whole team of that movie is, do not do this. This is a bad idea and this never works out. Yeah. So... Well, it's more like just like, yeah, you know, things like this are like a great achievement and everything, but is it really necessary for us to go down this route, you know? In the same way that, that um, Event Horizon is asking the question, is it really necessary to try and poke a hole through space? <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, if you want to get into the chaos dimension, then yes. Yeah, but there's nothing there except for the warp. <laughs> So no, <laughs> yeah, but then we get a 40k universe, so it's all it's all good. Yeah, but uh, no, <laughs> no, no, nobody wants an event event horizon future. Great movie, a really really good movie. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of people do think that it's and it does actually kind of stack up that it's a 40k prequel. It makes an awful lot of sense. Yeah, but, well, it's uh, kind of like this perfect like nexus point between being like a sci-fi Hellraiser and being a. A thing for uh, and being a prequel for the whole uh, 40k thing, and yeah. it does make the it genuinely does like elevate it from being just like a run of the mill um, sci fi horror film into being something that's kind of like interesting because of it. I, in well, my opinion, anyway, well, dude, Sam Neill's in it, and anything Sam Neill's in, I'm like, I am in here <laughs> so much. Yeah. 
because that yeah. man is just so cool. It's not yeah. even funny. But it's yeah. like, what was that film that he did the at the Mouth of Madness? Oh yes, what a so film. great. Yeah, what a film. one of John Carpenter's lesser known masterpieces. It might be. Yeah, if, if I only if I can only watch one John Ma- John Calpen- Carpenter movie yeah. for the rest of my life, it's They Live. No, it's really? actually at the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, really. Yeah, and it, it, but here, so but great. It, <laughs> I, I, listen, the thing They Live and at the Mouth of Madness. Uh, or Mountains of Madness it's a great trilogy but it's such a hard thing to pick for me because I will watch all of those in different ways but I just like that one the most actually that's something I would watch those three films over watching the uh, as a trilogy over watching just about any franchise you could name oh yeah that's fair and I think the reason why is because um because of how varied it is and because it's they're all yeah, such okay. a high point of the genres yeah like I mean because you could go well yeah could, they're all fun and they're all kind of different and you go well do you want to watch Lord of the Rings it's like well Lord of the Rings is tiring and I like really have to pay attention <laughs> like well actually funny story right so have you seen have you seen the Tenable Lads based on They Live um, no I have not seen <laughs> okay so we're going to break the fort wall a bit Guys, myself and Bryn, we work for a company called Tenable, cybersecurity company. They invented Nessus. Uh, they're, you know, pretty awesome. But they had to stay at one of their ad campaigns like two years ago was based on they live. Really? Yeah. So you put on, so, so they put on the glasses mm-hmm. and it was saying they're like the Nessus glasses. And it's like, can you see your attack services? Or can you see your vulnerabilities with Nessus? You can, and you pop them on, and it's, it's pretty cool. I'll, I'll send I'll send it to you uh, over that's PM. Actually, yeah, that's over PM. Really, that's actually really interesting. But like, I mean, like I've seen low. Like, I mean, they live has been used a lot in like advertising for a lot of different things. Oh yeah, I, I, it's such a good. Um, it's such a good message, you know. As far as if you want to break through that kind of. Um, that use as archetypes, you know, has been able to see, and you know, I, I've seen it been used yeah. on everything. But for anyone who hasn't seen, for anyone who hasn't seen Day Live, sorry, Ben, for interrupting you. Uh, it's a movie about a construction worker played by yeah. Reddy Roddy Piper, and things are kind of weird. And he doesn't know what's going on. He yeah, finds he's these got big city because there's been a recession. Yeah, so he had to move away from his like rural town. I think is what. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he has to find these. Um, he finds these glasses, which allows him to to see things as they actually are. Yeah, and like, uh, like yeah. messages in advertising. Yeah, like all this kind of thing. And it turns out there's like this, um, that like there's this like conspiracy plot to take over the world. It's really it gets really fun. And yeah, yeah, like it. It's um. But it's it's, in, it's also an interesting film because like it did it sold really really well at the box office and then was basically shown nowhere really really quickly because it's so it was so heavily anti-consumerism. It is well a lot of messages are you know in Reagan, oh, in Reagan era America, USA like yeah. um oh it's awesome. Well, I just looked up that ad now, and it still exists on Vim and Vimeo. So if you type in "Terrible Day Live," you'll be able to find yeah. it. Uh, it's, it. Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite ads mm. ever, and I hate ads. But actually, yeah. when I started working for that company, uh, it was one of the things that popped up on my YouTube, my YouTube um, free roll ads. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is actually cool. Uh, it's a, it's a really clever ad campaign, you know. But. Um, mm. Yeah, so watch They Live, guys, Actually, if you haven't. Go for speaking it. Speaking of very cool ad campaigns. 
Um, oh yes, yes, so yes. I don't yes, know yes, if, yes, you yes. Guys, if you guys listening have seen it or not. But so good. There was this amazing ad that uh, came dropped, out recently. Dropped last night, so we're recording this yeah. on the twentieth. So it dropped around the nineteenth. Yeah. Um. So like. Basically, uh, Macaulay Culkin did an ad for some home automation. I think it was like, was it Google. It was Google Home. Google Home. Yeah. So, like, like, hold on. Just to put this into perspective. This works so well that my sister asked me for a Google Home for Christmas. Yeah. Today, literally before we started <laughs> recording, because oh, of that wow. ad, no I'm way. like, well, well. <laughs> That's the power of marketing right there. Well, so, he like, Home Alone. Who doesn't? Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Because Home Alone's a, one of those films that's like pretty much perfect. Yeah. You know? In every and, way. In every way. Like the <laughs> Basically, so like uh, Macaulay Culkin is playing like adult version Kevin McAllister. Comes in, he's like, mom, dad, where are you? And then it's like, uh, he goes like, hey, uh, okay, Google, what's uh, uh, what's my calendar for today? And it's like, you're home alone or whatever it said. So he's there going, starts jumping up and down his bed. He's like, hey, Google, re- remind me to clip, uh, to um, uh, remind me to uh, make Clean up this the sheets. <laughs> like, like, I'm putting a note in your calendar. And then he touches his hip in pain. And it's just such a nice touch. <laughs> um, you know, there's like, it's just like goes good. through like the greatest hits of the film, basically like a, what a 90 second ad. It's awesome. Find it on YouTube at Macaulay Culkin, uh, Google home. It's amazing. You have to see it. It's so great. <laughs> but here's the thing. Macaulay Culkin has made a, a renaissance lately by just appearing on random YouTube videos. Yeah. So he, he first appeared on a red letter media reviewing hackers, which mm-hmm. was like out of nowhere. He just shows up. He's like, Hey, I'm a colleague cook and let's review hackers. I'm like, Oh my God, this is great. Yeah. Then he showed up. Sorry. 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 Go for it. What was that? Th- he, I remember like his, resur- like he had an initial resurgence back. Was it like a year, two years ago where he did a, where he did a video where he did like a, did a viral video thing where like uh, he played an Uber driver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But he still looked really know. rough. He still really looked really, really rough then though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, you know? like, when the, the Google home video, you have to remember as well, he's definitely touched off. Yeah. Cause he, cause yeah. Yeah. Cause like I, I saw him on the AVGN angry video yeah. game nerd recently where he was reviewing all the home alone movies mm. with, with the nerd and yeah. he was playing he was playing the pizza boy you know oh boy it's very good but he still looks very rough so when I saw the Google Home video I'm like wow yeah it really touched up it really touched him up here because yeah. you know he, he doesn't really look like that anymore but to be fair he doesn't he looks it looks healthier now anyway yeah um, so I don't know, man. I, what I think they're angling here is because apparently reports came out that well, not reports came out. He did actually say that he was offered a role in the Big Bang Theory three separate times, <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, I can make millions. I would have millions more dollars in my bank account right now, but I also have to smash my head off the wall." Yep. It's like, well, what a cool guy. Yeah. But um, so the thing about it is, it seems like I would not be shocked if Home Alone comes out a new home alone comes out visited comes out <laughs> yeah because like that that series dies a horrific death after the second one yep and uh, i would not be surprised if they did some kind of soft reboot we were talking about this again or yeah. today um uh, i don't know i i would not it's be shocked the recurring theme and work for us to talk about different things that could get soft get soft reboots 
<laughs> but like, speaking of soft reboots, <laughs> there was news about Star Wars today, too. Yeah, yeah. So you know I segue like this? It's yeah, good. It good. It's very good. It's very good. <laughs> so, yeah, like the news that came out was that there was not so much a soft reboot as such mm-hmm. in, in the, the initial statement. So yeah. what they said was they're, they're going to give f- fans a... A time to heal, which is a really weird way to put it. <laughs> they they cancelled Lego Star Wars Day, right? Which is a mm-hmm. day that they do every couple of year, every year for the past couple of years, where it's like, oh, here, you know, play with the uh, Lego Millennium Falcon, blah blah. blah. But that's cancelled, right? Yeah. And it seems now that they're the, the news on the wire is that they're going to really kind of put the brakes on Star Wars. Yeah, well, that's a good decision considering, like... It's a dead franchise. Yeah, well, it's also, like, you know, the... Um, the, the any additions they make to the episodic films are greeted with nothing but abuse. And the other films that they bring out that are standalone films are treated with nothing but indifference. So, yeah. Yeah, it's probably the best decision they could make outside of uh, what we've what we've talked about. Uh, I think we've even talked about it here, which is uh, the perfect way that they could reboot the whole thing in right. uh, episode nine. Well, for anyone who hasn't listened, or maybe <laughs> it's their first time, yeah. outline our perfect way to reboot the Star Wars universe. So, um, for the people who are old enough to understand this reference, so if you remember the, uh, that scene, that infamous scene in Dallas where uh, there's like a shower, so just imagine it's kind of like a, uh, you know, uh, like the, this kind of like a Star Wars-esque shower and, um, uh, and uh, it gets pulled open. There's, uh, uh, there's a non horrifically gruff looking Luke Skywalker he's greeted out by uh, he's greeted out by Mario Jade and he's like hey what's up and she's like oh Luke I had a horrible dream and it's like, <laughs> breaking down the whole thing so, and, and Han got stabbed and it didn't really make a lot of sense and then then there was this girl and she just kept she was able to do anything she wanted and you know, it's like that's not how the force works and I don't I don't think hey, hey shh shh come down <laughs> <laughs> it's over now and he just walks out and he you know he's met by Kyle Katan and then the series just follows Kyle Katan and there you go it's fixed <laughs> so you do yeah. it and it's then it's Immediately goes into like doing its uh, opening crawl and away we go. And yeah, it's just, just, just you're fine then. <laughs> yeah, just make a Kalkatan series and you never have to actually show them again. It's yeah. just Kalkatan. There you go. And then he can go off and do anything else. And it's fine. Dash Render's wild adventures. Oh my god, Dash Render too. It's like there you go. You don't actually have to do anything else. Just do that, and then yeah. it will all be fixed. Because I don't know what they're going to do with episode nine. But that's <laughs> to be honest, if it's anything less than that, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> like they're talking about bringing time travel in, so I, some way they will get back to undoing everything yeah. that was done so far. I just the, the shower the shower scene makes way more sense because people will be like, okay, that's kind of dumb, but all the nonsense is gone oh, now. I'm Let's, going to allow this. <laughs> I'm going to allow this. Everybody collectively will be like. Wait, so we get Cog Town back and we get yeah. Dash Render back? Okay, fine. Right, it's okay. <laughs> you know, oh, man. That'd maybe just have, just off camera, you have like Jar Jar and Carbonite just walking by it. And then everybody would be happy. It's just like, okay, yeah. Grant. Oh, no, I think there should be like a mount on a wall of, uh, of Jar Jar. 
<laughs> but like, well, yeah, spinning. Like, at least if he's frozen at carbonite, there's always a chance he might come back. That's true. That's yeah. true. But see, Disney need to understand that the only thing that will save Star Wars here is by fundamentally undoing everything that they've done since yeah. buying Star Wars. Yeah, basically. Like, because if they don't, I don't think. <laughs> that there's any future <laughs> like yeah they they spent a lot of money on it but they fundamentally don't understand what people wanted in it they don't yeah. just want the same thing again and it's not because oh raise a woman okay mm. that's not the issue we literally we're talking about Mara Jade Mara Jade's one of the coolest characters in Star Wars and she's yeah. a, you know she's a very 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 incredibly strong female character but she's a f- actual realistic female character who makes sense yeah. and those things that is you know in that universe possible <laughs> it's not just ridiculous Kalkatan's apprentice also a woman yeah. you know it's just like come on it's actually it's actually very funny how like you know the expanded universe is like is so like uh, uh like is is so much more balanced than uh, than the uh than the original trilogy was yeah like because it's funny all the problems that people bring up about the original movies they were all corrected in the comics and the games and the, and the books yeah, expanded universe yeah yeah it's just like so i don't that's when people bitch about star wars i'm like okay right the original series was very small and focused but yeah. did you read the rest of the material? No. Okay, well, maybe do that and yeah. then go back to me. You know, it's like, because what I think would be a good idea, and I've always said this, even before Disney bought Star Wars, the expanded universe for me was always way more interesting, with the exception of Kalkatan series and I Jedi, which is my the best Star Wars story ever told. Um, I Jedi, the book's just so good. Anyway, that aside, that's my favorite the only thing that I really kind of gravitate towards is his mm. stuff, po- yeah. you know, post-saga. Everything that appeals to me, at, um, uh, you know, in the Star Wars universe is way before the movies. So we're talking Old Republic kind of stuff. Yeah, so you're talking like XR Khan and Revan. Yeah, XR Khan, Revan, mm. uh, the Mandalorian Wars, even the Old Republic in general. There's so much they can do there that wouldn't really irritate the fans. Yeah. I just, you know, I... I like, I, I get it, right? You want familiarity, so you want the stormtroopers, you want the the, the Jedi stuff, you want the music. Mm. But that's tapped out now. That's totally got Like, there's no point just smacking it out and hoping stuff comes out because it, it's done now. You know, the, the hope of it is, is to reset and go forward, but, like, really go forward, or else go back and go yeah. back way before. Because you can stick a set of Star Wars movie in the old Republic on Dantooine in the Jedi yeah. Academy and make a series on that, you know, do a YA series on that. You know, oh, there's, yeah. there's, there's, no, there's no one is thinking, <laughs> you know, they're all just like, Oh, let's play it safe. And that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, I think, I think especially when there's such a body of work and the, especially when like the, the I mean, like, I think the first six episodes exist in such a vacuum Yeah. that like, there's no real point doing anything else with them. You're probably better off just like, kind of go, okay, we've got the Star Wars IP. Where do we go from here? Eh, well, what lore is there that we can that we can do something with? Okay, the Huts are gangsters. Can we do the Godfather but on Tan- on Tatooine? I don't see a reason why not. Oh, okay, let's do the Godfather on Tatooine. You know, like yeah. do why like a, a political espionage th- uh, thriller on Coruscant. Do well, look, they're releasing this Mandalore Mandalore TV show, right? Yep, that's great. 
great idea. Why do it? Why set it during the Intergalactic Civil War? Don't yep. set, set it in the Old Republic or set it before the events of. Um, set it when it's tribal. Yeah, no, but he, well, he even said, well, he could do a whole Mandalore series where you can start, start in Malachor 5, start, mm. you know, s- s- follow the battle of what the Mandalorians are, and then go up towards prequels and then do it before the prequels. And that way you get away from the chains of the Star Wars movies. Like, I watched a really good piece on it. Um, you guys can Google it. It's all about tropisms and mm. codified language, but about the music in Star Wars. So the main thesis is that the Last Jedi and even the Force Awakens did nothing new with music, and by yep. doing that, it's very very stale. Yep. And it's like, well, that's actually a very very good point. You know, I mean, basically he was like, look, we need to kind of undo things to kind of make them new and as well as like you know not just taking away the crawl in uh, Rogue One that wasn't enough because the music was the same you know I like the, here's the thing with Marvel people are like well why do people like Marvel over Star Wars it's because in the Marvel Universe they understand a very real truism that you can have a, a, a series of films doing different things in different genres mm. like in Star Wars like in Star Wars you can have as you said a gangster film Yep. You can have an all-out, all balls-to-the-wall action. You can have a futuristic romantic comedy. You can have a way... It's just no one actually thinks this true. Yeah, well, I think as well, especially comparing it to the, um, to the Marvel films, like, there's a couple of things that are, like, at play as well. Like, the... Uh, first of all, like, the... Uh, the comic creators have a bit more of a way in with uh, overseeing the actual um, storyline being unfolded. And that that definitely helps with it. Um, one of the things that also helps is that, like, they kind of go, okay, well, what can, like, what, what do we want to hold sacred to and what can we afford to bend and what can we absolutely afford to break you know because like the like the marvel cinematic universe isn't one-to-one with the comics universe you know like um like a like one of the like one of the first examples that comes to mind is the fact that the mandarin is not at all representative of what the character is in the books like remotely <laughs> you know but that um, worked that worked oh, yeah, so well it, you know? works, it works in the story that they were telling you know, for the I, story. To be honest, to be honest with you, I prefer it. Um, I, uh, like, I prefer. I, I think it works for what they were doing. Uh, is, I'm, I, I, there are there are versions of the, uh, there are versions of the of the OG Mandarin that I prefer. Um, but it, like it, it is what it is. Mm. I'm kind of. Like I'm kind of, I'm very six of one half dozen another because like I I think introducing I, I don't think that with because of the other characters they have introducing uh, magic into into an Iron Man film is a bad move but because it just kind of thematically throws everything else out of whack but mm. it's it's a in the books, you have that freedom, though, to kind of have them have a magical enemy because it, it brings up a whole magic versus, like, it brings up ancient wisdom versus cur- uh, current day knowledge and magic versus technology and themes like that, and that can be really, really fun. But outside of like, when especially when you're when you're kind of having 
Stark exists in a much wider universe. Can't really do that with his films. It has to be much more constrained because his whole thing is like the idea of like the restraint of um, of new technologies is kind of like the theme of his films. You know, because yeah. like I, a lot of the magic stuff they saved for Thor. Yeah, uh, you know, I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, yeah, I it's think it's a thing. It's a uh, yeah. It's, it, it is. It's neither I, good nor bad. But the thing about it is, with the Marvel universe, like they've established that there are a multiverse. Yep. You know, and look, not to get too much philosophical into it, but there probably is a multiverse in general, right? Yeah. There's so greater probability of it than there is anything than the, than the alternative. Yeah, string theory makes more sense to me than yeah. anything else, um, yeah. and there probably is. So, you know. And in Star Wars as well, they've done that. They've set that up, that that's the thing that happens thanks to Rebels. And Dave Filoni, who, uh, you know, people will be like, well, why isn't he running things? Well, he mm. might actually eventually, because Dave Filoni's awesome. He's the guy behind Rebels. He's the guy behind Clone Wars. Mm. He's pretty much the only log- logical true line in the Star Wars universe nowadays. Mm. It's because he's there going, hey. He's kind of like Bruce Tim for the for Warner, for Warner Brothers and DC. Yeah. And yeah. he's also he's also kind of what um what's who's the guy that's running Marvel? Oh, uh, is it? no, it's not. It's um the cinematic universe is yes. run by. Oh man, why can't I think of his name? I know. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. Who's awesome? Yeah. Okay. Um, MC good podcast, aren't we? Oh, We're just so good at our We're job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Um, yeah, this is a, this is not, this is Did not a ninja, a ninja Google. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Kevin Feige. Yeah, Kevin Feige. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, Kevin Feige. <laughs> um, so good at our job. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really good at his job, and that's yeah, all yeah, that matters. So yeah, Kevin Feige, great. Kevin Feige was was running behind the scenes of the. Um, from the very beginning with X-Men, right? So he was there kind of at Fox going, hey guys, you know, maybe yeah. you should make this better and you should add in bits and pieces yeah. and that. And then eventually he got, he, he got the reins to, to go for this gung-ho. I think the same thing will happen with um, David Fellini where it's like, hey, you know, we've kind of messed this up a bit. Do you want to fix it? And he was like, yeah. yeah. As well as that, like when they gave him Rebels, like they were, they were just still like building up their, their Star Wars IPs. Mm. And they kind of went, go nuts, dude. <laughs> you know, like it's very clear because like brought in like so much, so much like uh, expanded universe lore into it. Like uh, where you had the likes of, um, uh, you know, you had the likes of the holocrons and um, a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Like it was, um, it it, it, it was so, like it was such a, a good addition to it. Like, um, I mean, ho- like I mean, hopefully they they're able to kind of figure out where the the Star Wars IP sits in this current day and age. But you know. Um, I think it's kind of telling when they brought, when they kind of, it feels like they rushed Solo out in hindsight, mm. you know? Yeah, they did. Um, and I mean, it, I mean, I, I don't think that if I had six months extra time for shooting and editing, that it would have been a better film. Like, I think that film was as good as it was ever going to be. And it wasn't, I mean, it's not like offensive or anything. It's just not, I'm 
like not a really good film. You know, it's it's fine. Yeah, but see, the difference now is fine movies don't make money. Well, uh, it depends. Like I would describe the trans- the Transformers films as fine films. There's a difference. There's a difference there. I mean. that's unfair that's 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 unfair (laughs) no i mean like fine star wars movies don't make money no right and the reason because okay if if star wars came out and made a couple of movies that didn't offend the entire fan base yeah they could probably get away with making one or two fine movies right yeah totally but all the movies are right now Okay, so you're catching us on the podcast and you want to find out, well, what if I want to listen live and I'm not in Ireland? Well, the TuneIn app has you covered. That's TuneIn. Just look for Phoenix 92.5 FM and you'll be able to check us out live. Don't forget, if you want to contribute to the conversation, go over to Twitter. nerd 2 no 92.5 is our Twitter. That's nerd 2 the number 2, no 92.5 is our Twitter for the show. If you want to chime in, you can. Every Saturday, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Do you like wrestling? Then what are you waiting for? Check out the Rescue International Desk this Tuesday and every Tuesday on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. with myself, Daryl O'Connor, and my co-host, Rino Rourke, bringing you over 300 editions of the show Encounter. The Rescue International Desk, Phoenix 92.5 FM. The entire fan base. Yeah, they could probably get away with making one or two fine movies, right? Yeah, totally. But all the movies are off right now. Like my favorite Star Wars movie that that came out was Rogue One. Yeah, and that and you know I mean in the Disney's era, and that's just because of the last ten minutes of it. The rest of it was fine. Yeah, I like Han Solo because I had no expectations. Yeah. I like that. I ironically like the Last Jedi way more than the Force Awakens yeah. because it actually tried new things. Yeah, I I kind of uh, Rogue One did very little for me, and like the last ten minutes was awesome. But it's like this should have there should have been more moments like this. Yeah, well, like, why didn't you yeah. just make a Vader film? Like, okay, wait, wait. Uh, yeah. be like, like, I'm like, but Dara, they, they made three Vader films. They're called the prequels. It's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, but he wasn't, he was only Vader for 15 minutes, and even then, like, 10 seconds of that was him going, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's not what I want. I love using that, using that as a video commentary. <laughs> From my perspective, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> <laughs> no, fact. That's Bryn's favorite thing for me. To, uh, Bryn's favorite thing to say to me in work randomly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, there? From my perspective, the Jedi. <laughs> I love. Like, I love that line. The problem. The, the like, problem with the prequels is that it's all a meme now. At this point. Yeah, I mean, the entire thing is a meme. <laughs> Yeah, I, like I, there's, um, I think that like the best kind of, the best way to watch them now is uh, with um, a feature called Rift Tracks. I don't know if you've ever seen or used Rift Tracks, Lara. No. 
Okay, so like to explain it is like Rift Tracks is done by the guys who created Mystery Science Theater 3000. So if you guys haven't seen it on Netflix or haven't seen any of it at all, basically what these guys used to do for their TV, for their public access TV show was um, and they would have episodes of the B movies that public access would, would air, and they would sit. They would have like animated versions of themselves sit down in front, of, an animated silhouette of them sit down in front of it as if they're in a cinema, watching it, and they would just make fun of the film as they're watching it. So like they would either uh-huh. like change, uh, like uh, change the meaning of dialogue, or they would just comment on what's happening on the scene. Um, and then they started do, releasing like these MP3 files where they would do it for films, good and bad. And they've done it for like loads of films. And like, I think they're really, I have, like I haven't seen, I haven't, I personally haven't bought any. I've seen clips of, uh, of their highlights, but um, I think one of my friends had like a couple that he actually bought. But like the idea is that you would then kind of play, they would have to say like, hey, go, you know, it's like you have to start the film now. And then it's like fully synchronized up. And then like the film starts and they, uh, they start just like making fun of the film. The Star Wars episode, like the Star Wars films are amazing. I remember seeing this, uh, someone had like a collected, like a, had uh, collected all the times throughout the entire series where they were making fun of Anakin. And it's so funny. <laughs> like, um, so like one of the bits uh, in episode three, you know, when, uh, uh, when uh, Palpatine comes over to uh, Anakin's burnt and cut up uh, remains on the, uh, on most, on the edge of that, uh, of where that lava stream is on Mustafar. Yeah. yeah, he's like, hello, I'm looking for someone about your height. Still has his legs, you know, and he's not really a fan of beaches. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, like, at the beginning of episode <laughs> four, when uh, uh, when uh, the two droids go down to Tatooine, he's like, oh, perfect hiding space to get away from Darth Vader. The entire planet's covered in sand. It's <laughs> <laughs> so great. Actually, for anyone who wants, wants a really good interpretation of Vader, the yeah. Vader comic are unreal mm. like he actually there was a really good one there um, one of the arcs for this year was actually in Vader books yeah. and he was fighting a, a Sith Lord who waited until he was trapped in Mustafar oh, and cool. uh, by the locals because the Obviously, he built the castle Mustafar, and the locals didn't like it, so they arranged a counterattack on the castle, and pretty much Vader had to employ the lava in an explosion to kill everyone. But in doing so, he trapped himself in the lava and used up all his his energy, basically. And then this, this ancient Sith Lord pops out and goes, "All right, let's fight." And it's just it's just unreal. You're like, "Oh my god, this is great!" And that's why, Bryn. Yeah. That is making one of my comic recommendations of the year in our year awards, which we shall start now. Um, so, for the sake of brevity, I actually haven't read, I haven't had a chance to really read that many new comics this year. Um, I'm still just making my way through backlogs, uh, backlogs upon backlogs of recommendations that friends have made to me throughout the years. Yeah. I don't have anything that I don't have anything from this current year to recommend. Okay. Uh, in terms of what I've uh, read, um, uh, in terms of what I've read recently, um, 
God, where I finally finished Transmetro- uh, finished uh, the Transmetropolitan series, which is straight up the best comic book series, in, in my opinion, that I've ever read. It's like, it's just so great. It's so great, partially because it's just so different to everything else that's out there. Because your main character is a superhero. He's not... Um, he, you know, he's not a superhero. He's not like, um, you know, he's not really like involved in the fate of the world, like saving, uh, like saving the world situation. He's a journalist who uh, is a journalist in the twenty two hundreds, right? In a world that's gone, like that's not too different from ours, but is also a lot crazier because like right you know the basically the way the world is set up is that like pretty much every disease has been a disease that exists today has been cured so there's no real point in having there's no real point in banning anything because you can just you can cure cancer with a pill so you might as well smoke you can cure like a heart disease so you might as well take amphetamines you can you know the list goes on and on Right. And um, because of that the world is really messed up and really interesting. Like um, eventually, he like the story kicks off when he kind of uh, he, like uh, the story kicks off because he uh, ripped off his uh, book publisher, where they said like, "Okay, we gave you uh, the deal was to write uh, three books. You wrote one and then you disappeared. <laughs> money was <laughs> like we want the other two books. So um, he has to come back to the city where he hates, but it's the only place where he can write." And uh, yeah, it's great. It's just so great. It's uh, written by uh, Warren Ellis, who wrote stuff like uh, Planetary and Dead Space. He's awesome. Oh, uh, very cool. Yeah, de- like I mean, I was surprised to find out that he did Dead Space, but uh, yeah, Warren's done. He's done some really interesting books, and he's been pretty, a pretty big player for both DC and Marvel um, in his career. Um, but yeah, like I mean, the Transmetropolitan series is always going to be one of the first things I recommend to people who are looking for something a little different in comics because it's not really that often that you get stuff like that that comes up. That's yeah, yeah, I'll have yeah. to actually give it a. I have to give it a read. Yeah. Like, I also, you- uh, one thing to say about it as well was that like in the trade to the trades, there's like a for- there was one forward done by Darren Aronofsky who. Uh, uh, he did the Requiem for the Dream for a Dream film and the Wrestler, mm. um, and the fact he was going like, "Yeah, I really wanted to make a film of this, but I never got around to it." <laughs> I mean, yeah, because it was around the same time he wanted to do uh, Batman Year One. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, and Patrick Stewart mm. really wanted to play the character, uh, the main character at one point, and even like he wanted to do a, a voice uh, version of him for an animated series, but they never got past development. Well, that's important. Um, that's yeah, important. but like I mean, th- that th- that series of books would make such a good Netflix or Amazon Prime series. Maybe you know yeah. what? Maybe that might happen. Yeah, totally. But um, what I would say on the on the comics, real quick, before we move on, um, mm. and I, I think I think we'll we think we'll leave the reviews. Um, mm. We'll leave them. We'll push them out a week until. Uh, until you get time to see them, yeah. just on that point. Um, so, you know, stay tuned, guys. But what we'll do is, I'll say, one of my favorite comic series this year, and people need to read it from a current perspective, is actually the the, the Power Ranger books. Yep. And Shattered Grid. Holy crap, guys. Such a great series. And actually, uh, Jason Thomas Frank, so Jason David Frank, who played Tommy in Power Rangers, Actually, is coming to um, 
Dublin City Comic Con this year. So that's going to be amazing uh, as well. So, you know, to get yourself in the mood, maybe yeah. read that. Now, I, I know it sounds like it's a bit ask different. Him, ask him to be the one million person to ask him if he's, gonna, if he's ever going to fight CM Punk. Um, really? Does he get asked that a lot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets asked a lot. <laughs> He'd kill him, like. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, like, he, he literally is a MMA fighter and he's also a, a multiple he's black a belt. Famer. He's yeah. A famer in uh, MMA. But, like, he's a multiple black belt and everything. Like, in, yeah. in, in uh, Power Rangers, he wasn't faking. He actually is a martial artist. Yeah. But most of them were. They, none of them were really actors outside of the guys who played uh, Bulk and Skull. Yeah. Like, because yeah. I, I, I'd actually love to see that because he'd kick Punk's head. <laughs> Clean off. off. I like it. It would just be gone. Like, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That. Wow. (laughs) No. It'd be funny. It would be hilarious. Poor um, guy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, punk. You know, maybe never do that. <laughs> yeah, d- don't take the fight. <laughs> you know, don't don't ever take the fight. That's that's just a bad. You're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna try and pizza when you're supposed to French fry, <laughs> and you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. Uh, m- moving ahead. Um, so, movie of the year, Bryn. What was it for you? Um, movie for the year. Um, okay, purely based off of what I've seen. Um. You know, I've, I've been kind of racking my brain over all day, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of having a hard time coming up with another film outside of Avengers Three. <laughs> um, okay. You know, right. I'm just, I'm just having a hard time thinking of it. Like it's the first thing that comes to my head, and nothing else is really entering. So, I think by default <laughs> that would mean default, default, default. By a countout victory. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Per- the perfect heel champion. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one for me because I've seen a lot of movies this year. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Three is up there. Obviously, because yeah. it's great. Um, but Aquaman for by Aquaman, yeah, Aquaman. Like it's a movie I didn't think was going to be as good as it is. It's fantastic. Yeah. The cast is great, made by James Wan. Who's yeah. holy crap, dude! James Wan's great. Um, yeah. The cast is stellar. It's a, it's well. Here's the thing about Avengers Three. Avengers Three ended on a down note, so I was like, oh, well, yeah. Aquaman was like, yeah. Kick his ass, you know. <laughs> like, this is great. You, to, you're, you, to, you leave be fair, to, to be fair, to Avengers three, it is the down note before the mega happy uptime that is Avengers four happens. Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's the problem. I'm like, guys, you know, it's like I I, I want to like it, but yeah. I'm also kind yeah. of like, I the, know. kind of the way I look at like Avengers three is that like. It's the it's the Empire Strikes Back feel, uh, feeling that I was craving for years. You yeah, know, from the Marvel where, movies. Yeah, yeah, because like I mean, because I, I remember we've, we I know we've talked about this over the years for a good bit. Where like I think it's kind of the the because of. Um, you get so used to it in wrestling where you're going, well, the good guy's won loads and loads of times, but it'll only get really interesting when he loses. Yeah. And just waiting for it, waiting for it. Yeah, you have to get him to, to chase the belt a bit. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, I was kind of going, well, yeah, I really, I really, really wanted. Like, I mean, the way back when, when we were still at the, we were coming to the tail end of phase one, I was like, 
um, I really want the next part to be uh, I want the next Avengers film to be Thanos comes to Earth and wrecks everything takes over the planet so like the first film you could do then after that is the Black Panther film where it's like him rebelling and taking back his country yeah and that would have been really cool That's, you, you know what you kind of got that story but you know you know what that would have been way better than the Black Panther movie we got <laughs> like you know I think it would have been a um I mean, I like I enjoyed Black Panther, but you know, like I think when you first watch it, it's it's a really enjoyable film. But then you kind of I as I, you get time, as you get time away from it, you're like, you know what? Like outside of like little bits and pieces here, it's really not that special film. <laughs> I I like I didn't hate it. I really no. enjoyed I really enjoyed Andy Serkis in it, and I really yep. enjoyed. Um, Michael B. Jordan. Well, my oh, yeah, he's Killmonger's unreal, but yeah. I really enjoy it, and I also enjoyed Martin Freeman's performance in it. Yeah. But Chakala is awful. <laughs> he's really boring. Uh, he was well, he's really, fair, really, fair, really boring. To be fair, like with like T'Challa was never Mister Personality in the comics either. <laughs> no, but it's like I'm more interested. Like I really want Killmonger to win because he's much more interesting than you, and this is yeah. like awful. But uh, I, you know. I, I thought the it was a it was a well made film. It tried to do yeah. tried to do a lot. This the, I really wish he had a, left it in the oven a little bit longer because those CGI effects were awful. So yeah. it's just like yeah. no. Like, I I think see it's, a, it's the one th- the thing is like I really love the first act. I love the first act. Yeah, the first act's really strong. Um, first act's really strong. And then it I don't know what happened. Like the second act just kind of like. It just throws elements at you where you're like, oh, okay, so this is, we're going into formula again. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. it's, you, you're basically forcing this to be another Iron Man movie, yeah. you know, which is kind basically, of like, yeah. which is like, because like, this is like the third time in a row, this is the third time they've done this with an Archie film, where it's turned out to be an Iron Man film, where it happened with Ant-Man as well. Yeah, you, you you basically okay. So for anyone who doesn't know that, it's it's it, that's not the technical the technical term for it is the other. So they fight the or the bad other. So mm. instead of it being oh evil, is Iron Man fights evil Iron Man, right? Yeah. Uh, Hulk fights evil Hulk, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and it continues to continue. So yeah, it makes sense. But I thought while this while that still happened where he fought evil Black Panther, like literally they looked exactly the same. Mm. It, it, except for the the suit was slightly different but Black Panther looks the same like there's no difference in the Black Panther suit yeah so it's like oh man maybe they could have taken the helmet off so you could yeah. actually see the guys fighting it's like when uh, a similar problem can happen with evil Spider-Man you know Spider-Man's fighting Spider-Man you're like with, and it's the meme where they're pointing at each other it's yeah. like which one is which because they look exactly the same you know it, it's a problem with the mask and I think it would have been better like we didn't have that with Iron Man because obviously Warmonger is, Iron Monger is way bigger you know yeah. and um, Abomination is yellow so you know but mm. that was it it was just they did what they did and you know they introduced them but T'Challa has a lot to prove to me to find yeah. him interesting because I just don't yeah um, well I, th- I mean the like here's the thing well here's the thing Brendan sorry the Aquaman movie is everything Thor should have been and everything Black Panther claimed to be yeah I would, so, I would, like I, I can't comment on, I can't comment on that no. Aquaman just yet no like, but, I, I, but I mean it in the sense that like 
horror, the horror movies. We're not, we won't talk about that abomination. That is the third one. <laughs> uh, but the first and second one, they, you know, they should have been this big bombastic space opera and this advanced society mm. where you know, I was, and it, you know, I loved them, but they were Shakespeare in space. So I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, whatever. Well, the, the the thing with the first one was that like the fr- I think the first the first Thor film is a very um is a very safe film and i think i think there was a because like, I, I remember even talking to people where, people where there was this there was the conversation of going i don't know if the standard audience is going to really accept a norse god as like a believable character mm. and doing the kind of fish out of water story is like the safest option to go with and yeah, I, I get that. You know, I get that. Yeah. I, I get the rationale of it, but at the same time, it's not really the same thing as doing a as doing the space opera. You know, it's not the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but like, I think it was more daring, but it may not have paid off. Yeah. Oh, it's a risky move here. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> you know, like with the. I think they kind of did that with Tor Tree, but in, in the meantime, they. You know, they cause gross offense. But, um, and it wasn't just to me, Bryn, it was to many people. You know, the internet's a person. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I like the, the World War. Hulk stuff and the uh, Hulk, Hulk stuff. Yeah. And Hulk stuff. Sorry, and what Jeff Goldblum's section. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's awesome. Yeah, um, but you know, I I think it was kind of done ass above face, really, in a lot of ways. But you know, with Aquaman, you can see the kind of treads where it's like, okay. They've achieved that fish out of water. Sorry, pun not intended. Yeah. But but they achieved that, and they also achieved the Black Panther thing, where it's like, okay, mm. um, you know, this this advanced society that nobody really knows about that they've kept themselves hidden for, and it's it, it's very very cool. But they also added in this mad Guardians of the Galaxy section, this uh, uncharted section where they're hunting treasure across the world. Dude, the movie has everything. You know, it it's has a vampire. And explosions. <laughs> and explosions. It's fantastic. And um, I, 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 I had a great, a great time. I had a great time. One thing I meant to ask you about it was... Go on. So do you think that um, that uh, the fact that he was established in Justice League helped? No. 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 Well, they mention it once. They go, oh, you fought... You fought no, um, in terms of like, Wolf. like kind of expo- the fact that there was, a, there was a decent amount of time taken in that film to explain who Arthur Curry was. Do you think that helped? I, I guess so. I don't know. Like... It, like here's the thing: if you didn't see Justice League, it didn't matter. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but even um, if you did see it, it didn't matter. Yeah, because <laughs> like it's literally a troll, a throwaway line one time. Yeah. That's it. But you know, for me, that's the movie of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, from a nerd perspective, uh, Edge of Spider Verse is kind of it's up mm-hmm. there. But we will talk about that next week because I kind of yeah. want to talk about the run of cartoon movies that has come out because there's a lot yeah. to talk about. So we will talk yeah. about that next week's show. Um, um, Bryn. Right for you, for Next you, word. game of game of the year, game of the year. So, um, for me, this is kind of came down to two choices. I can either talk about a game that I loved but played once, or play a game that I really, really enjoyed playing and I haven't really stopped playing since I got it. 
up to um, you. And that came down to ultimately going with the game that I really enjoy playing, but I haven't really been able to stop playing it since I got it. Right. And that's I've I have uh, this is actually a good example of how much of how much I enjoy. I have it on Steam, and I also have it on my PS4, and that's Fire Pro Wrestling World. <laughs> oh, I knew it was going to come to that. Uh, yeah, Fire Pro Wrestling World is so great. Like to give you guys an illustration of uh, of how much I enjoy this game on my Steam record, I think I I have it clocked up at nearly two hundred hours. <laughs> in uh, I have it clocked up as nearly two hundred hours in the near year the near year that I've owned it. So you know, like I try to play it as much as I can and it's nearly you know even even still it'll be less than an hour a day and then I still also have it on my PS4 it's just as far as wrestling games go it's the best one available for PS4 it's the best one available it's the best one available for computers too it's, do you have it for the PS4 or just computer yeah, I have it for both because I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it so much. And because with the uh, PS4, you get like the New Japan roster, roster as well. Really? Okay. Because yeah. like I'm super tempted to get it for the PS4. Actually. Yeah. Because yeah, you get the New Japan roster, and you get there's going to be um, there's a few things coming on the season pass that hasn't been released yet. But it's going to okay. be like the fire promoter, so it's going to be like doing GM mode. Oh, lovely! Fire Pro, fire Pro Wrestling. So hey, WWE, oh. maybe do that again. That's a great yeah. idea. No, they they have universe mode and. It's way worse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hate universe mode. Uh, it sucks. Like, it's like, how do you make GM mode completely unfun and unplayable? Oh, you make universe mode. That's how you do it. But uh, I mean, Fire Pro Wrestling World is is so great. Like um, the, I mean, it's to kind of explain the difference between how the like how it plays versus the. Um, uh, versus WWE games, WWE games are going for much more of like a sim feel, like because it's done by it's like um, it's published by Two K, it's made by Ukes, um, but it's kind of going for that sim feel. It wants you to um, it wants you to make you feel like you're competing in a wrestling match, whereas in Fire Pro, it's really trying to make you feel like you're working a wrestling match. Mm. So there's a lot more. There's a lot more of you trying to, like your match rating goes up and up because of how well well competed your match was, rather than you trying to spam your finisher. Yeah. Or spam, you know, like the. It's kind of like in the way, like if you do the career modes in WWE, they have a star rating thing, but it's not as like. Uh, rigid as that it's a uh, it allows you to be expressive but not at the expense uh, at the expense of having a fun enjoyable match and it really does open up if you decide that you're going to play the game if you're going to like have a ma- try to make a match go on for as long as possible without winning <laughs> it makes it so much more challenging to win especially if you play as a character who has like a uh, who's very technical and tries to go for pinfalls a lot, it makes it so hard to try and hit a goal of, any, of having a 30-minute classic. But if you do it, it's so, so much more enjoyable than any get any match you would try to have in a WWE game. Um, and that says it all, really, because I, like, I... When I got the PS4, I have two, I bought 2K16 for mm. the for the attitude mode, and then I bought 2K18. I played 2K18 for about four minutes, mm-hmm. and never went back to it. Yep, I know so people have had similar stories where, where they went like, "Well, I cut by, uh, I cut by two K eighteen, but Fire Pro is right here, so I'll play it on set." 
Yeah, like uh, you got me Fire Pro, uh, Fire Pro for Steam, and it's fantastic. I did. Yeah, it's I really, got, really I got it last Christmas. Yeah, it's really good. I have to say, for anyone who like, you'd be thrown off by the graphics, but hey, look, you're not playing yeah, for the graphics, playing for the gameplay. Graf- yeah, like graphically, it's not super impressive. No, but, it's not. But it's it's it fun. more than makes up. Like one of the really cool things is if you create your own wrestler, not only do you get to uh, create the move set, not only do you get to create the appearance your guy has, you also get to create how he thinks and how he moves around. So, like, say if you create, like, four or five guys and you're going to play with one of them, that's going to be, like, a uh, fail four-way style match. If you were to make up your AI properly, that match should go about half an hour. Easy. Yep. Because they're all trying to win and they all have like, they're all going to like do, they're going to save their finishers for near the end of the match. They're going to do that kind of thing. That's so great. It's uh, like the community as well is amazing. And you can find them in a couple of different places. If you use it on Steam, they have the workshop as well. So you can actually download community community created wrestlers. We'll also have people who will help you kind of learn how to use logic and all that kind of stuff. And then for everyone, there is the subreddit or slash fire pro where again, same deal where and people will help you walk through it and it is the best fun. So for that, yeah. Otherwise, if it wasn't, if I couldn't pick fire pro, it would have been a Spider-Man game. Oh, that's fair. Well, that's that's one of my picks for game of the year. <laughs> yeah, oh, Spider Man's so great. <laughs> like, up, up, yeah, it's great. It's the best Spider Man game ever, and it's the second best Spider Man story ever told. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, like, it, put such a smile on my face. Like, so good. I didn't realize today when you told me that Spider Man is your favorite superhero. How? <laughs> Well, no, I, 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 I thought it was Carnage for some reason, and then I'm like, but wait, Carnage that's not super. Yeah. I know, I, I know. <laughs> I just, I just thought that it was, but now everything makes way more sense. Yeah, <laughs> just like okay. Actually, no, I thought Deadpool was your favorite. Actually, yeah, I mean, like Deadpool is like he's fun, but like. No, like I mean, I, like I've grown up with, like you know, when I, when I was really young, Peter Parker was like the older brother I never had. Yeah. You know, when I was a teenager, who was the you know like my my imaginary best friend, <laughs> you know, hmm. like it, that's always been my relationship with the character, uh, and yeah, like I, it, it's I mean, like I I love I. <laughs> I love and hate the stories with them. Um, stuff like One More Day really soured me on his comic. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, we all have that story, don't we? <laughs> you know, like, um, I mean, the, the Superior Spider-Man stuff was a great idea, but I just I haven't haven't really gotten back into it. I kind of, like, dive back into the older stuff. Um, I was, like... Um, I, re- I reread the crossover comic between with uh, from like the nineties with him and uh, Miguel. Oh um, yeah, uh, oh, man. so great, so, so great, so great. Um, like the twenty ninety nine series as well is so much fun. Miguel O'Hara is like, this is why you need <laughs> yeah. to go see Edge of Spider Verse. Yeah, not not yeah. because not because Miguel O'Hara is in it or anything, yeah. but you know. Just in case, because he is there. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that reminds me. The other day, just while well, we're still talking about Spider-Man, I saw someone walking around with the uh, Ben Riley hoodie. 
Oh, unreal. And I got I got so incredibly jealous. <laughs> it's like, I, I hate you so much. <laughs> I've needed that hoodie ever since I saw it when I was seven. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. It's such a cool hoodie. But like, I, I will say, look, the game, I'm actually going to buy the DLC now because yeah. I didn't realize it was out. But more DLC came out today mm-hmm. um, where you can actually buy... Uh, so you can actually get the soup, the Spider-Man Two Sam Raimi costume. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that's cool. But uh, yeah, like I haven't, um, I haven't played a game that consistently, you know, story-wise in a while. And it was nice to just kind of have that. It's one of the most complete experiences you can have on the PS4. And look, I think you got the PS4 for it, right? Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much the whole reason why I got. Uh, <laughs> You're not the only one. I know a lot of people who did the exact same thing. Yeah. But uh, look, aside from that, there's actually a game that is now on Steam. The Steam sale just happened today, or it's happening now. Yeah. Uh, you can. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening now. It's uh, Jurassic World Evolutions. It's thirteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Thirteen euros now on the Steam sale. I love that game. I play it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite games ever of all time. Yeah, I would. Um, I don't want to saying that like uh, you've loved the game to the point where it's almost become an illness for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I can quit any time I want. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have this damn disease, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, look, I, I, you know, I pretty much streamed the entire thing on Twitch. Um, I have like over 120 hours logged, not including the DLC. Yeah. Uh, I love it. It's such a great game. Uh, I'm I'm going to finish the DLC probably over Christmas, and uh, yeah, it's great. It's it's my game of the year now. By no stretch of the imagination is it the best game, but for me, it's the game oh, I've yeah. had most experience, like most personal thing. Like it's not like uh, you know, it's not like we're saying, oh, this is the best game that came out this year. We haven't even played most of the games that came out this year. Yeah, I, yeah, you know? I, I, dude, I've bought a lot of games this year but yeah sitting in the package like um i will say the updates to battlefield 2 i'm mm-hmm. sorry battlefront 2 are very good they actually made the game uh in the clone wars now usable yeah it's very fun um uh what else injustice 2 very good yeah. i really enjoy that i Soul just Calibre- the fighting system in those games so caliber 6 yeah. uh for fighting games is phenomenal and of course Guilty Gear as well also phenomenal mm. Kingdom Come uh, very very good game very difficult game holy cow yeah. is that a difficult game yeah well they were going for historical accuracy so I imagine like uh, it's very hard to not get dysentery uh, <laughs> yeah like it, it's so on point that if your clothes are dirty and you try to talk to someone they won't talk to you yeah so it's like okay um, Sonic Mania uh, yeah. came out last year but the actual physical box copy came out this year yeah. super fun and um, just to round it out Persona 5 as well if you're if you're into some, or some weeby goodness uh, Persona weeby 5 goodness <laughs> uh, uh, Persona 5 is great but yeah like for me that would they would be the rundown of the games to pick up um, totally this year yeah. okay so favorite con of the year as, as in convention favorite con of con of the year um, all DCC hands down yeah, this is like I I spent Pulled a lot out of the bag this year. I spent a lot of time at cons this year, um, not only for the show, but um, you know, just, just in general, just in general. So I've actually had a, a bit of you know, I, I got to experience a lot of different cons this year. DCC is the premier con in Ireland. Yeah, you know, it, it, I'm not just saying it because it's so close. It's just they have absolutely. They know what they're doing. It's yeah. out of park. 
it's just great, you know, yeah. for an overall family experience or even a nerd experience, going to it, the guest all kinds of it's fantastic. However, I do have to give an honorable mention to KazookaCon, which is in Cork. Yeah. Um, that's in the university there. It's much smaller, but has a lovely feeling, a lovely like family feeling in it. That's um, great. So it, it, you know, I would say like those if you want them there, offshoot community cons are like they're so special when they pop up. Yeah, and they kind of like, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's not a, the best thing to say about them, but you know, like, you don't really know how often they're going to happen, um, or if you're going to get the chance to go to them again. So you really have to kind of savor them when you're there because they're so mm. great, but because they're just so, they feel very rare. Yeah. Um, which is awesome, but it they're because of like it, it can be such a positive experience. Like I remember, um, I remember one of the first times I went to Erdicom, there was that kind of a feel about it too, where you didn't really know what it was gonna be. You know, you didn't really, um, you didn't really know like how far it was gonna go in terms of like its lifespan, and you know, like like Erdicom eventually did grow into a huge con, but then it just kind of. Yeah, don't know why they stopped doing it, but they did, and it's a shame. Well, it's been a place now with uh, JCon, and uh, there's there's loads of other conventions as well. It seems like now we're we're not reaching saturation point, but it's something that's a lot more mainstream now. So um, you know, expecting to start covering family event, like oh yeah, for sure. And I think that's you know, if you're not able to get up here for DCC and now there's two DCCs running so there's the summer and winter one as well or yeah. summer and spring one yeah. um, so you know it's kind of like the Olympics except more frequent <laughs> exactly yeah 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 um, but yeah if you're out in the country you know there's the one in Waterford which we didn't get to go to but uh, definitely you know have a look around and try to connect with your local nerd community because there's a lot of good things to be had there. Even if you're a cosplayer and you just want to meet new cosplayers, you know, we have an amazing cosplayer scene in Ireland now. Uh, if you're a comic book nerd, going to comics, if you're a gaming nerd, so many gaming conventions now as well um, that cater specifically for that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think 2019 will be a good year uh, as well in that sense, but, you know, have to hand it to DCC. Absolutely no competition in that sense, but KazukuCon would be a close second from a personal standpoint. All right, Bryn. And I think that is going to be us for episode 15 of the show. So look, this is kind of a two part of guys, because we're going to come back and do some reviews. um, A few more awards to go. We do. We do. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be a review and, uh, part two of the award show so don't know we'll, if we don't get that out before Christmas we'll get it out before the new year because uh, this one's got to go out before Christmas so yeah definitely will be before new year and uh, then we'll be back to normal on our uh, regular slot so guys remember we are on iTunes we're on Spotify you can go over to SoundCloud now and get a direct get the RSS feed directly from there nerd to no media is where all these shows are, uh, where our interviews are, our offshoots, all this kind of stuff. Bryn's going to be public content up there itself. All that stuff is going to get way more crazy. We're also working on building on a website soon. Yep. So that's coming as well. Um, 
it, you know, it, it all just needs to be a bit more time to dot the I's and cross the T's. Mm. But, uh, you know, going into 2019, it's going to be a pretty big year for us. Yeah. Um, one other thing to add on as well is that there's there's a chance we're going to be doing a bit more collaboration with our good friends over at geeksoftheindustry.com in the next year. Yeah. Um, and it's always just worth mentioning their shows because they have so much content exactly. and uh, so many, so many great shows. Let's but, run through them, Bryn. What yeah. ones would you recommend? <laughs> so, uh, what I recommend, Mega Paris Radio is pretty much the best wrestling show, um, in my opinion, right, going right now. Um, the uh, the guys uh, the guys from there, Larry, uh, Ree, and MSR are unreal. They've been doing it for years, and it's such a like it's seriously seriously worth listening to. Um, there's uh, Geeks the Industry, uh, the Geeks the Industry podcast itself, uh, where it's uh, Larry and his wife uh, Loka, and I think that's, that's her name. <laughs> I haven't li- I haven't had a chance to listen to it in a while. Um, where it's just them talking about it, all things geeky, um, and then there's they've got a whole litany of uh, of uh, horror theme podcast, uh, Elm Street Radio, and Creature Features podcast among. Um, two, two or three others, you know, they've really gone down the horror, the horror movie route in the last uh, in the last couple of years. But you know, that's uh, it's led them um, to be very, very successful in what they do. Um, yeah, for those kind of things, that's definitely where you check them out. That's definitely uh, we're checking them out. Geekseedindustry.com. You can get them on iTunes, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else where good podcasts are found outside of Spotify. Cool. Very yeah. cool. And uh, yeah, you know, obviously, as that develops, we'll be we'll be talking about it. But for for my plugs uh, again, go over to Spotify, iTunes, and um, you know, leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us a lot. Yeah. Uh, if you want to reach us on Twitter, it's probably the best way to reach us. Um, you can do so on Facebook as well. So on Twitter, it's Nerd Two, the number two, no ninety two point five. Um, and yeah we'll be announcing all that kind of stuff there as well guys remember we are live every Saturday from 5 to 6 on 92.5 Phoenix FM so until then alright guys that's going to do it for this uh, week's show have a good Christmas we'll talk to you next week bye bye